0: Welcome to the tools they use podcast, the ultimate personal productivity podcast, covering the apps and tools to help you get things done, exploring
1: the workflows, resources and automation of successful individuals, and so much more. Now over to your host, Francesco D'Alessio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco D'Alessio, your host, here for another episode. So, today we are grabbing the opportunity to be interviewing Alex Hein, who is a successful individual over on YouTube. He is the creator behind Modern Health Monk, which is a YouTube channel discovering self growth habits and routines. And what I specifically like about Alex's YouTube channel. Is that he covers not just habits and routines but health uh, Fitness and uh, sort of like positive attitudes towards life uh, He has such a range of videos and over a hundred thousand subscribers He also has a Amazon best-selling book Called mastering the day and That has been steadily rising on the Amazon bookstore for quite a while now Now what I specifically liked about this interview is that Alex goes into a lot of Detail about how he goes through his processes. So he doesn't just share the apps he uses He sort, he he really likes to put a process behind it. So uh, personally I learned a lot from Alex's sort of conversation about The time side of stuff because I think that's something that uh, a lot of people can get bogged down in and spending a lot of time When it might not be necessary and I think that Alex really does share some great advice around that So guys without further ado, let's dive into this feature just before we get started guys, if you have maybe one or two minutes to spare leaving a podcast review in iTunes would be absolutely amazing um, If you manage to drop a review there um, Drop me an email after francesco at keyproductive.com and i'll drop some stickers to you I might have a few spare evernote ones or uh, to doist ones, so I, w- I will happily send you a sticker the, You know the feedback could be good or bad. I'd really don't mind, uh, but that would be an absolute honor Anyway guys, let's dive in and speak to Alex. Hello everyone. Welcome to the tools they use podcast It is Francesco here again. Uh, I hope everyone's having a great day so far today We are very lucky to be joined by Alex Hein who is the modern health monk over on YouTube uh, Alex could you give a little short introduction to self? I've been watching your videos I'm sure everyone who will be listening along will be watching some of your videos because they are absolutely fantastic. Um, So just a short intro, Alex does cover such a range of uh, topics. He covers mainly weight loss, um, habits, and uh, self-mastery, so uh, self-help advice, which is brilliant. So Alex, uh, I'll let you introduce uh, yourself to everyone.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Francesco. So basically, I mean, the gist of it is that during the day, I'm essentially a YouTuber and an author and a writer. Um, I basically juggle being a blogger with creating YouTube videos and I have a couple books. And the Modern Health Monk brand, uh, it's really a hybrid of how you can improve your life with habits. So it's very fitness and weight loss focused. But especially my YouTube channel, there's a lot more personal development type content because I find that it's often the personal development that holds people back. And I'm very much a big believer that this Jim Rohn concept that you attract success by the person you become, so the the key to being fitter or to being more financially successful or to being smarter or to getting the great guy or the great girl to date you or marry you is not in tactics and strategies but is becoming a higher level person and that could be something as concrete as being more disciplined or it could be something like being happier and so that 's kind of what like the modern health monk brand is um, as far as my own personal life i 'm also in medical school so I've got two and a half more years, and I have an absolutely absurd work schedule. So that's
1: uh, that's what my life
0: was looking like. Blinking, Henry.
1: Yeah, medical school. I right hear <laughs> takes a bit of time, right? Just a wee bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> Alex has uh, an amazing YouTube channel uh, to go and check out. He has videos ranging from how to actually lose uh, weight and gain muscle, as well as talking about uh, destroying bad habits and enforcing. Good Habits in your routine. So uh, I'll include a couple of ones of my favorite ones that I actually discovered because I've been following you for maybe three or four months now. I'm not too sure, but um, I have thoroughly enjoyed some of your content so far such high-quality stuff too. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. No, yeah, it's really good. Uh, so let's jump in uh, You sort of uh, gave a bit of an introduction to your work before but what sort of stuff do you work on on a daily basis then? So
0: essentially, the daily basis for me looks like creating content and working through basically products and sales type stuff. So my day-to-day to-do list is essentially broken into three parts. So my maximum time allotment I can afford is three hours per day. So if you think you can't, whatever you're trying to do in your life, if you think you can't do it, even something as big as building a business or writing a book, uh, you can because I did, I built my entire business from scratch. In three hours per day, I did it with a ten hour a day day job i 'd come home from the gym and then work on the business three hours now i 'm in medical school where i'm I mean with my business i 'm doing at least seventy hours a week between studying and class and seeing patients and so I think what 's key is you kind of figure out what the block in the day is is going to work for you as far as productivity goes, and then you figure out what your most important things are you have to do in let's say that three hour period so I have three 50 minute blocks per day to do everything I have to do my business. And so for me, the first hour is written content, which for me is related to blogging, writing guest articles and things like that. The second hour is related to creating a video, which usually ends up being two videos to three videos per week, whatever I can get out in that time. The third hour is related to either sales, either my sales and my marketing strategy, what product I'm promoting that month, taking on coaching clients or miscellaneous projects that could be fun and exciting. So for example, my, this is based off of that. I don't know. I don't remember what the exact number was, but it's like 10% time or 20% time. There was a really big company that started giving their employees a certain percentage of their time where they could be at work, but working on a free project. And it turned out to be one of the most profitable decisions this company had ever made. So in my own life, I give myself that one hour free time for whatever excites me the most. And honestly, most of my books have come out of that one hour per day. And it was, and a lot of them have been huge financial decisions too, which I never even thought they would make money, but they were actually very successful on that end. Um, so the way I structure my day is in three 50 minute blocks, I have it on paper every day. And that's literally, I mean, it's just like day in, day out, rinse and repeat. I love that.
1: That's very, uh, fixed. I, I think that as a routine, do you find that uh, an effective way? Obviously it is effective, but uh, do you you find that you stick to it on a daily basis? Yeah, I never miss a day. Fantastic. And uh, the good thing, Alex is not just uh, on YouTube. Uh, He was mentioning there some of his books and writing. He is an Amazon uh, bestseller, uh, right? On the master of the day, right? Yep. Yeah. Master of the day. That one was number one. And I think in, I think three or four health categories. Fantastic. So, I mean, that's really incredible that you were able to do that and it, it does show a real range in skills. So brilliant. Um, and I guess obviously, uh, we talk a lot about the sort of routines and habits and I think it's brilliant. Um, but in terms of a daily to-do list application in terms of the app, what is your one of choice? And it totally can be pen and paper if you want. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I use uh three day to day. Um, okay. the one I absolutely live in is Evernote. Okay. So I, I love Evernote so much. If they ever went bankrupt, I would use all <laughs> my life savings to create Evernote again. Like that's <laughs> how much I'm such a natural organizer by nature and strategizer. Um, so being a strategist, Evernote is where I live. And the way, the reason for that is because when I have my day broken into three hours and these 15 minute work blocks, each work block is essentially a project. So each project is in Evernote. So for example, let's say my first block is content creation for my business. The first block of let's say written content. Well, when that block pops up, I'm like, okay, what am I writing about again? And how am I writing? I go to Evernote. I have a content writing SOP. So a standard operating procedure, and it's the list of content types that I wanted to write about. It's my process for writing content. Here's how to write the headline. Here's how to write the body. Here's how to find images that are royalty free, et cetera, et cetera. So that I pop up my content writing project. That is everything about my procedures there. For my videos, same thing. What videos perform well? What's my style? It's all in a procedural type document in Evernote so that I have a consistency in my quality. And also when I think something will perform well and it doesn't it has to get updated in that SOP. So if you, if you know, let's say you're going to sell a product and you think these three things are what works to sell a product and then you do them and it flops, then obviously the algorithm you used internally was not accurate and it needs updating. So this kind of comes to that Ray Dalio principles book, which is you need to figure out what your principles are and if they're not working in reality, you need to update them. So I keep all my principles in Evernote documents for, my written content, my video content for sales, for product creation, for, you know, all the files of my coaching clients or whoever. And then from there, the way I organize weekly projects is using Wunderlist. So, I don't use Wunderlist extensively at all. It literally just says, okay, video 1, video 2, video 3, article 1, uh send, you know, article transcripts to assistant. Uh so it's basically my very light checklist. And I just make sure those six things have to get done every single
1: week. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday at 10 o'clock at night. Brilliant. That's absolutely amazing. So it's mainly Evernote and Vendalist, right? Yep. Fantastic. And, and when it comes to uh, notes themselves, do you, obviously you mentioned a few of the sort of template-y uh, elements that you have inside of your Evernote, which I'm definitely taking note of. <laughs> that sounds like a really effective way to keep the quality up. Totally. Um, it's brilliant. Um, so you use Evernote, I'm assuming, for things like meeting notes, uh, obviously in medical school, right? I'm assuming you uh, take notes, right?
0: Yeah. So Evernote, for so the things that I take notes on most often are books and content that I read, as well as um, anything I'm using to improve a certain aspect of my life. So I keep what I call definitive documents. So let's say anything I have a problem with more than once in my life, there's a definitive document for it could be neck pain. It could be dating. It could be, uh, launching products in my business. If I've ever underperformed once there's a document and I keep all the information I've ever found in that document and what are the most proven processes. So, um, what I use for the notes definitely is Evernote because for me it's just the easiest where I have ideas. I can pop it in my phone and then it syncs to my computer or my iPad, for example. Um, if I'm, doing, if I'm like consuming a book, a business book or personal development book, I'll do this little one-page summary in Evernote and then three habits to take away. If I consume random content on the internet, the way I avoid being unproductive is, let's say a bunch of videos and pictures pop up or Gary Vee pops up, whatever. <laughs> I save it with Pocket, uh, the Pocket app. And oh, then yeah. when I have free time later in the week or in the evening, I'll go through everything on that Pocket app. And then I'll actively take notes and I'll put it in. Um, <laughs> I have a document called idea Sex, and it's just <laughs> all like business revelations, life revelations. And I write down, you know, what video or piece of content I consumed and then what, you know, what my idea
1: is from that. And that's, that's kind of how I archive it all in one place. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Um, that's real clinical. I think I really like that the way that you approach um, the sort of like, not mistakes, but the sort of uh, downplays that you have in life and you capture that. It's really good. Um, Brilliant. So that sort of uh, leads me on to another productivity experience, Uh, the calendar. Do you have a specific app that you use for calendar planning? You know, I just honestly use
0: iCal and a, a print written calendar. So iCal is just the easiest when I'm juggling classes and seeing patients and also having coaching clients or uh, having to get weekly tasks done. But I find that like day to day, iCal works perfect for me, but the handwritten calendar works really well for things like, um, like, Hey, I have to send out a newsletter twice this week, that kind of thing. Um, but generally my day to day calendar is all in iCal. So it syncs to everything. And then, um, the handwritten one is for more infrequent
1: tasks. Brilliant. And uh, Sort of one final question in the productivity tool sector and then we'll move on to uh, a few different types of apps um, What's the sort of projects management tool that you use? Do you tend to just stick with vendor list and sort of keep just a running list? Or do you have one that like helps you plan all of the projects that you've got on at any given time? You know the,
0: the last job I had I was working with a small team of people And I used Basecamp a lot and I really liked Basecamp. Mm -hmm. I think in the future, as I hire on people to help me, I probably will use Basecamp a lot. I find that it kind of gives people a lot of their own freedom to work on projects. And it's not like, like Evernote, if you use a shared document, it can kind of feel like people are just kind of sitting there watching you. (laughs) Um, But I would probably use a combination of Basecamp or Slack mixed with Evernote, I think,
1: uh, just to kind of keep all the team notes in one spot. Fantastic, and is there any reasoning, obviously, you mentioned a few bits there base camp wise um, is there any reason you've chose it on above some of the other project managers? you know
0: honestly, at the time I, I think it was just one of the big ones, and I thought that it worked fine and it's the thing to me also is that it's super simple yeah. like i'm I'm allergic to complexity, I have, already have so much complexity in my life, uh, and if it's simple and it works, then it's definitely good enough for me and I think that's also, you know, that can become a trap too, in this era where people can assume that tools and, and tactics and this next product can be the thing that turns things around for them. Um, but technology is not going to fix personality traits or personality flaws. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. So a person that's unfocused is just going to have a field day in a bad way with, you know, the new technology or all these other apps
1: and gadgets and whatever. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, moving on to sort of gadgets, um, What's the hardware that you use on a day-to-day basis? Um, And that's sort of maybe not so much the camera that you've got or things Mm -hmm. like that, because I I know you will have all of those brilliant tools, Um, but more about the phone, laptop, and desktop, if you have one.
0: Yeah, so for me, I just have a a MacBook Pro laptop, and then at home, I hook it up to like a little kind of base station thing, Um, just a wireless keyboard, wireless touchpad with... Um, With an external monitor That's mostly what I use
1: day-to-day and then I also just have an iPhone 6 Brilliant and um, I guess with that setup you spend a lot of time at home or do you remotely work in any co-working spaces? You know, I have I'm
0: a big fan of actually working in coffee shops I like to just vary things up and get out of my house but I do have a pretty cool apartment with a big window and a lot of sunlight so um, I'm usually bouncing between Sometimes I'll work at like a WeWork. Do you guys have that where you are? Um only one in London. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're pretty big in the US and they're getting around the world, I've noticed. Yeah. Um, but there's a nice, a really nice WeWork here in Portland. I think it's the old uh post office. Really nice building in front of a park. Um so either a spot like that or a coffee shop or my place, yeah.
1: I'm really jealous when I see WeWork photos on Instagram. I'm like <laughs> I want to be it looks so cool Um, But yeah, I I mean I think working coffee shops. I mean, maybe you can touch on it a little more Do you find it helps you boost your productivity or like what's your approach to that?
0: Yeah, for me, it definitely does it definitely does so the thing is I never work more than two hours without a break Um, and that works now being back in school and having a business because I can have like a class or two classes and then a couple hour break for my business. Um, So for me, I will work, I take two hours to work and then what I do physically during the break is I change my physical location and that's been huge for my productivity. So I'll do, let's say two hours at my place, then I'll go to a coffee shop for two hours. And for me, you know, I like the, the kind of white noise. I like the white noise and the smell of coffee and things like that. And I think the big thing is If you're clear on your list of what you have to get done with those, you know, like those three blocks I have, it doesn't seem to prohibit me too much from being productive and I can write articles even in a coffee shop. But the thing I can't do is write stuff like sales copy uh, or write emails or anything like that. Um, But I'll edit videos all the time. I'll script out things. And I think it's just a matter of, do you know kind of your, your key system? And are you just, you know, are you ready to just get down and get it done?
1: Yeah, that's it. And and you find that a few tasks tend to work better in coffee shops in different environments, right?
0: Yeah, for me, honestly, with a little bit of background noise, I love doing anything related to strategy. So like, for example, every Wednesday, I have an hour strategy day, uh, where it's just thinking about the business, like working on the business, not in it. Mm-hmm. And that strategy day, I usually come out with a couple habits that I talk about in my mastermind the next day. And I think my favorite place to do my strategy days is to just get a coffee or a tea, sit down in like a little a little you know bustling coffee shop, and just strategize in a print journal. Um, that always seems to get my thoughts going, so that's definitely one of the one of the highlights i've noticed
1: brilliant and uh, I guess for those uh, students and creators out there that are looking to maybe up their coffee shop game, is there anything that you do specifically that you Use as a way to I don't know boost your coffee shop experience. Like I don't know Put headphones in uh, like get some paper out like make the desk your own. Is there any habits that you have in coffee shops?
0: Yeah for me So it's weird. I'm an introvert. So I spend what the average person considers an abnormal amount of time by myself, but um, I like to go to coffee shops because I feel like I'm around people, but I'm not interacting with them And so I'm super weird and I put on headphones even if I don't listen to music. I just do that so nobody talks to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not weird at all. And so either you could use that or if the coffee shop is loud, like if you're in New York City, one of the things I use is
1: actually an app, a web app called Coffitivity. Have you heard of that? Yeah, it rings a bell. It's the one that automatically plays coffee shop sounds, right? Yeah, it plays
0: like a dull white noise of people talking. And it works uh, surprisingly well, even if you're in a coffee shop already, and if that's like, if it's just noisier, the cadence is off. This kind of comfortivity will just give you, um, you know, more white noise essentially. And I found that using that with headphones actually works quite a lot. Or strangely enough, I found that um, picking one song and putting it on repeat. Like I'm talking, listening to the same song for like four hours. (laughs) For for some reason, I found that it works and it could be, it could literally be Drake. Um, (laughs) I'll put on like, I'll put on Do You Mind or something by Drake and DJ Khaled. And uh, I don't know, it's like a hypnotic type thing. Yeah. For me, it's just, you know, making sure you have your list right away. You don't get caught up in in talking to people or looking around or if you're going to be productive, be productive. Uh, I also use the the app called self-control app have you heard of that on Mac yes I have yeah Yep. so it's got like this skull and crossbones over a black spade uh, I use that religiously and that's just to block social media I just block Facebook and YouTube um, because those are my default ADD sites so when I'm getting stuck or I'm getting bored or tired that's why I flip over um, so I pop on self-control for the entire two hours that blocks me from going to any of those sites put in headphones uh, and then I use Pomodoros to get started. So I think the big danger of productivity is people just, you know, work for these lengths of time that are a couple hours and then they don't notice that the quality goes down dramatically uh, because they don't notice them task switching between you know, hmm. LinkedIn news and Facebook and YouTube and whatever. Um, better to stay fully engaged and work less hours than yeah. you know, to work longer hours. I mean, I'm, I'm certain I probably do more in three hours per day than I did, I did before in nine. I mean, maybe, maybe more than many entrepreneurs do in nine hours a day. I don't know. Um, so quality definitely is more important than uh, than the quantity. And again, it's about regulating energy, right? So mm. uh, structure the day around where your maximum amount of energy is and always do the hardest thing first. So for me, the hardest thing is usually writing or usually sales related tasks. And so I'm always making sure I'm doing that first or... If you're going to get a coffee in the afternoon, then, you know, make sure you're doing your one hour hardest task while you're drinking that coffee. Just, so just being
1: very strategic about your time and your hours. I love that. And um, do you find that, uh, I, I had this when I was at university a couple of years ago, well, well, when I was at university and everyone, all the students tend to feel like they need to spend nine to five in the library or nine to 10 just for the sake of saying that, if you understand what I mean. Yep. Almost like, you know, I, I feel like that's a, a really misunderstand misunderstood tactic. And I think you sort of touched on it there. Have you got any sort of like advice around those people that are stuck in that sort of mindset? Totally. I mean, my first question would be, wouldn't you rather have a life, <laughs> right?
0: That's <laughs> like, when you, like think about it, if you're dating someone new, you just met like a girl or a guy, and you're so excited for the date that night. You're going to get all the damn work done fast. If you have <laughs> to be there by like six or seven o'clock at night, you're like, I don't care. I don't, if I, if I work till nine o'clock at night, I'm going to be done by five fifteen and out and go home and go to the gym, take a shower, get ready. So I think if you have stuff that excites you outside of your work or outside of school, you're going to find a way to be more productive. And I think, you know, for the people that are listening that are entrepreneurs, I mean entrepreneurship is completely a game of, of results. There's no link. It's, it's shocking. There's almost no correlation between how hard you work and your financial success in life. I mean you look at there are Indians scraping up plastic 15 hours a day and making seven dollars a month, you know, and there are people, you know, the world's richest men and women are obviously not working harder than 14, 15, 16 hours a day. They can't. And they're making billions. So yeah. if you think about it like that, there's literally almost no link between working hard and success, which is kind of crazy. So for an entrepreneur, just focused on being uh, results only, it's like this row R O W E the results only work environment. Look like I know it's really hard at the start where you don't have the income you need to live, but, If you're focusing on just getting results and not focusing on clocking the time, especially if you come from a nine to five background like I did, Mm -hmm. first of all, you'll realize something awesome, which is that you can definitely do in nine hours or what you used to do in nine hours in four and a half. For sure. I am absolutely certain that the majority of people could get the same results in four, four hours. Let's put it like that. So if you think you have five extra hours in the day, what would you do? right? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs would kill for five extra hours a day. Um, And so I think that's the big thing. If you have a life that excites you outside of school or your work, you'll find a way to do that. But also don't fool yourself into thinking, you know, what I would personally do is like, I have a real constraint, which is that I'm back in graduate school. Mm -hmm. But I would trick yourself by for 30 days, or for 100 days, if you want to be really sure, for 100 days, entire quarter of a year, I want you to work four hours a day in your business and force yourself to get the same results because you will. And (laughs) you're going to realize, wow, I can actually sleep at least seven hours or I won't feel like death anymore. I can go to the gym or I can go out to dinner with, you know, my girlfriend or my boyfriend or whoever a partner is. So I think it's important just to, you know, there's a lot of really hardcore people where their business is their life or their work is their life. And I think if you switch it a little bit and you think, you know, if this is just like a vehicle that allows me to do whatever the hell I want in life, if you live like that, you will not prioritize working 15 hours a day
1: over, you know, living your life. I love that advice. It's almost like reframing your approach to work itself. Totally. Yeah, totally. And
0: it's, you know, and it's tough. It depends on the person. Like, I'm, I'm very much a person who, like medicine, like, so I'm studying actually alternative medicine, Chinese medicine, acupuncture and herbs. Like this stuff is my calling in life, my absolute passion. It'll be very hard for me to only see patients 40 hours a week. Like I've, I don't even remember the last time I only worked 40 hours in a week, maybe five, six years. And, you know, and so for me, especially it's important, even if you love your work to just be like, dude, go take a salsa class, like just yeah. go take a vacation. Like
1: <laughs> I know you like this stuff, but like there's other stuff in your life too. So yeah, no, that's, that's completely right. You're, you are completely right. Um, so jumping on a sort of next question, uh, your sort of favorite apps, I guess, to, for getting work done and they don't necessarily have to be, um, specifically productivity apps. They can be Uh, Creative apps marketing apps designing apps ones that you've just fallen in love with uh, as you use across your day Maybe you could give us some insights into what they are
0: So I actually use um, Do you know this iPad app? That's like a painting related app paper paper by 53, right? Yeah So I've been experimenting with doing these little watercolor sketches that take like 10 minutes Um, and they're kind of fun to make images for blogs or for marketing materials Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm creatively so dumb. It's scary, especially design wise, but I really appreciate good design and I've been using paper, um, just to create really cool little images with the iPad, iPad pro and the pencil. That's been pretty neat for me. Um, and I also use Canva quite a lot, you know, Canva for designing like, um, Pinterest images, YouTube thumbnails. I use that on an almost daily basis as well as PicMonkey. That's a very similar kind of tool. Um, and those are really like day-to-day what I use. The other thing is I pay some contractors to work for me. So that's like, I kind of outsource a lot of that work as well.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, Canva's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, it's beautiful. It, it just saves you so much time, especially if you're like, I'm pretty, very much like you, like I, I can't do anything design-wise, like hideously. Right. <laughs> but it's a massive time saver, yeah. Uh, brilliant. So um, there are obviously some of... The really helpful apps that you use in your day, I think they'll be really useful. Um, just a note for everyone who is listening along maybe you're driving or you're running or whatever it is that you're doing, uh, making the most out of your time uh, listening to the podcast. You can download all the apps in the show notes, so don't worry. Uh, if, if you're having to force yourself to write these down, they're all going to be there uh, when the session's finished. So, just moving on to team communication tools, obviously. We're talking about sort of uh, working coffee shops, but I'm guessing you have some form of communication with other people. Um, I know you said you're an introvert (laughs) like myself, Um, but I I guess you have a team communication tool. So
0: I'm very simple right now because I don't have anyone that's a full-time employee. So because they're all contractors, I just exclusively use Skype and email. Um, So for local people I use, I just give them my phone number. Mm-hmm. And they can just text me or whatever um, and then for people that are not in the local area i just use skype and email religiously but in the future uh at some point when i have a medical practice and i'm seeing patients and i still want to do the online stuff yeah. eventually the goal is to just ha- build a full-time team that can do everything for me um and then i ideally they'd all be in-house but worst case scenario maybe we'd run like slack or Basecamp or something like that
1: sure and uh, you mentioned emails. Do you have a specific app that you use for handling them or is it just the native ones? So I just use um
0: Well through the business for email marketing. I just use a It was kind of like a precursor to MailChimp Okay, um, and I just use the, the Mac mail client honestly because I have like six email accounts And that's just the <laughs> that's just the easiest way to see them all at once.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. It's a bit brutal. Yeah. Um, something you mentioned a bit at the start in terms of your process in the three hours that you planned, those blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your planning process for the week uh, or month ahead? I, I can imagine um, that's more like holistical approach wise. So my entire planning process comes from, have you heard of the Ivy method? uh the yes i well, i've i've heard of it but i've never actually gone into detail on it so in earl nightingale's
0: book i think it's called the essence of success so earl nightingale is the personal development person that i listen to the most and in this book the audible book um the essence of success he talks about this person ivy consulting, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get the d- details messed up, but I do remember the strategy. <laughs> he goes to consult, I think a major steel manufacturer I mean, the guy's looking to increase the company's revenue and, um, by being more productive. And so he says, I want you just to do one thing. You take out a piece of paper every night, you write down the three or the five things you have to do the next day. You organize them by importance and by difficulty. And then the next day you just work on them in order one by one. And if you can't finish it at the end of the day, the list is too long and you have to remove one thing. So the way I structure my days is literally just that. I know my time allotment is three hours, any more than that. And my work load starts to affect my health. And so I have the first thing is I'm looking at it right now, right next to me. It says write the daily article or do sales, whatever is being sold this month. The second thing is video. And the third thing is that 20% free time slash highest excitement. So if my tasks are all done by then, I've got a document of projects and things I want to create. um, And that's where that highest excitement, quote unquote, project comes from. So day to day, before I go to bed, I write that list out the next day. And it just has, you know, what are my three big blocks? It could be one project for an hour, or it could be two projects for a half hour. And then they're organized by difficulty. And then... From there, I'd use Wonderlist, like I said, for just weekly tasks, just to remind myself, hey, you know, you have two or three total videos to get out, you have this many articles, you need to send over transcripts to an assistant. And then for the other deadlines, like I mentioned earlier, for like my newsletter going out, my emails to my audience, or any kind of coaching projects, coaching clients, um, I use a paper calendar, just so I can flip through and at a glance look at the whole week, where I will list, you know, this promotion goes out on this month, that you have this
1: deadline, and so on. Fantastic. That's a really neat process uh, like that. Um, And uh, is there any sites that specifically people can go and find more about that process on? You know, the Ivy
0: Productivity Method, I'm sure um, maybe James Clear, he has a Habit site as well. James Clear, I think, if you type Ivy Productivity Method into Google, I think his article comes up. Um, So it should definitely... Uh it'll definitely come up. But I would also recommend just getting the audiobook, The Essence of Success.
1: The essence so I'll make sure to include that one. That's an audible, right?
0: Yep. And Earl Nightingale was like a radio announcer for decades. And so he has a really he has a really nice voice to listen to also. Oh, that's good then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's like 18
1: hours, so you'll want that. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh sort of touching on a a few aren 't the notable apps and they don't, as again they don 't have to be necessarily productivity apps, maybe on your phone that are helpful to you i I remember watching one of your videos a while ago and you mentioned it's strides is it strides, gold Tracker? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is there any more like that, or you know maybe share a bit more about how you use strides with us yeah, so for me, I alternate between habit
0: apps and financial apps as the things that help me the most, so I mean the one I use the most obviously is evernote, but I use strides a lot to set up new habits and it basically you can put in a new habit and set up automated reminders throughout the day. What I find um, is that I'll use it for a few weeks and I ended up stop using it, which is I think what happens with a lot of apps. But I think the biggest thing for me with consistently doing apps is either something like strides or using my fitness pal for the fitness and health related space. Um, And just doing a nightly review on paper of what, you know, what worked, what didn't work, what needs to be improved. But I use a lot of financial apps to track um, my business stuff. And just because that's the hardest thing to keep track of all the time. Uh, I use Mint religiously every day. Mm-hmm. I use an app called Acorns. Have you heard of that? I haven't. Acorns is a really, really cool. It's an investing app where basically you have one investment option where it takes your spare change and begins investing it. So let's say you bought a coffee for 250, it's going to take that other 50 cents and invest it for you. So okay. it's a, a very cool way to kind of micro invest, especially if you know you don't have 3 500 a month to start investing. You can start investing 50 or or, or 100 a month. Um, and it makes you feel like you're not, you know, going poor with this huge chunk coming out of your account. So Acorns is very cool
1: sure and and just a sorry a note on acorns if um how long have you been using it and um have you found any good progress with it yet you know i actually i have a friend that's been using it for
0: several years i recently only fully committed to it this week so i'll definitely let you know but oh sure it's a matter of um kind of systematizing investing rather than you know before i had like a roth ira and things like that but Mm. Uh, it's a nice t- way to kind of just micro invest and make sure you're still building that snowball. Fantastic.
1: Brilliant. Um, and were you, uh, you were halfway through some, maybe mentioning a few more. <laughs> yeah. So let's
0: see mint acorns, Evernote, um, day to day.
1: Let me think,
0: let me pull up my phone here. Okay. No, it, no um,
1: it's, it's, um, of course they just, they, they can even be fitness applications. Cause I know you focus a lot on YouTube channel about, fitness and, uh, and healthy routines like that. Totally. Um, and obviously you do you have like a few tools or apps that help you get that done. Yeah. Well here, I've got a,
0: a few things that have popped up here. One of them is called eat this much and it's kind of like a meal planning app that's free. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even put in what kind of diet you eat Mediterranean paleo, whatever. And it'll auto generate like a shopping list and things like that, which is very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I use an app called WHA, Work Hard Anywhere, which shows all the digital coffee shops and the ratings. Uh, this app literally works anywhere in the world. I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, a lot of digital nomads use it, pretty amazing. Um, I also use Pocket, again, for saving articles. If someone sends me an article, or I get ADD for a minute and I pop away from my work, I save the article in Pocket and I close it out. Yeah. Uh, I use Uber Conference for hosting my weekly mastermind with other business owners. It's like there's a free option, but I pay like ten bucks a month, and it'll automatically dial out to them during our weekly call time.
1: Oh, that's uh, that's pretty handy.
0: Yeah, that's and you can even record the calls built in. It's not very expensive. Fantastic. Um, and I think like day to day, that's mostly what I end up using as far as uh, productivity and habits goes. And then I use uh, Google Sheets for daily tracking. Uh, expenses Fantastic so budgeting in the business and things like that I've got a, a little custom spreadsheet that will automatically recalculate how much you have left this week. So it's very useful
1: Wow, that's very good. Um, I, I mean, I don't think there's the thing is with uh, I think there was some statistics released Like a couple of years ago about you only check like five or six apps in your day Like I'm pretty much the same. So like day-to-day ones are quite hard to find, right? Totally. Yeah, totally it. Um, and sort of a, a move away from the digital side, obviously, all of that is, is very useful, very beneficial for organizing all that great stuff. But are there any like analog experiences that you have that you go about using in your day? Um, I remember you did a video a while ago about the Benjamin Franklin journal process. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been able to like use any like notebooks and things like that in your routine?
0: Yeah, so I'm a big fan of any project you're working on that takes more than a few months to have a strategy book for it. Uh, I just buy a big moleskin notebook, and during that weekly strategy day review, for me, it's for my business because that's just been the hardest thing I've I've worked on. Um, and so for me, that it's just a print big, the biggest moleskin journal. I think it's like eight and a half by eleven inches, and each strategy day, you know, one hour a week. I just write down, you know, what I'm working on, what the goal is, what's not working, what I need to improve. Uh, That's been a big thing for my business. Now, as far as my life goes, overall improving it, it definitely has been that nightly Benjamin Franklin type review. And I'm actually in the process now of working, you know, through China to get a a journal made for that. So it's going to be called the master of the day journal. And Mm -hmm. it's basically, you know, based off of this exercise I've been doing that I modeled off Benjamin Franklin, which is you know, at the end of the night, I write down what did I do well, what did I not do well, and what are like for me, what are the core personality traits I have to improve on. So most of the time, I write down flaws or mistakes I made. Um, you know, I was too argumentative in this in this discussion, or I was too I was too brisk with this person. I should have sat down, taking time. Little things like that, um, and I find that using that nightly review is the best way I found to improve on character flaws and things like that. But it also helps you know your strengths as well. So that's a big thing I've used I would recommend just picking up a journal
1: and you know, dedicating one page a night. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, Am I right in saying it's as simple as that to just get started with a structure and then work out from there? Totally. Totally. I think the most important thing is just the habit of doing it and then anything can be adjusted from there fantastic Alex, I really appreciate you coming on today. I love all of the apps and tools and resources that you recommended. Um, and I specifically learned myself some things about like uh, analyzing the way that you make mistakes. I think that's something that I don't do very well. So extremely helpful <laughs> for, for myself and I think for yeah. everyone, everyone listening. Um, how can we find you? What are the best sites, social media um, or content that we can find you on? The best
0: place uh, if you're more into YouTube and video is to just type in Modern Health Monk on YouTube uh, or you can type it into Google or modernhealthmonk.com as well. Um, And those are really the best way if you want to check out the videos or articles or check out my books on Amazon, same deal. Um, But those are the ways you can find me. Fantastic. And
1: uh, Twitter or anything like that? Instagram?
0: You know, I'm actually just starting to go all in on Instagram. So uh, I think the Instagram is under... A-F-Hein, A-F-H-E-Y-N-E. A. F. Hine. Um, but if you type, if you type Alexander Heine into Google, you, my Instagram should pop up.
1: Brilliant. And uh, and don't do what I did and get Alex Heine's name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. Before we recorded this one, I was just, uh, I think I had three takes or something like that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so many apologies. Um, happens to the best of us. It does, yeah. Um, it's not good. Um But anyway, Alex, I really appreciate you coming on the Tools They Use podcast. Um, Have you got any final plugs, I guess, uh, for anyone out there who's new to you? I would say the biggest thing is tools and apps and
0: strategies can only improve what you're already doing right. If you're not, if you don't embody the habits of a productive person first, a tool or an app will not do anything. And so I think it's important to think of using both. And it's really important to look at the kind of, you know, it's like being a person who consumes lots of information that can improve their life, but doesn't do anything. It's more important to be the kind of person that has the right daily rituals and daily habits, and you layer it with the habits and the technology and the apps. So I think if a person's listening, and they're not getting the results right now, think first about what is it about my actual character habits and traits that is not allowing me to be productive and get done things. And then, Once I've improved upon those habits, like with a nightly review, what are the apps that can use, I can use that will allow me to do that faster and better?
1: Absolutely brilliant. Um, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, everyone who has listened uh, here today. You can find Alex in all of those places and the show notes will be available after with all of the great apps that Alex uses on a daily basis. Uh, Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you very much, everyone who's listening. We will see you very, very soon. Cheers.